Hello, and welcome to From the Backseat. I am your host, Ethan, and I am joined today by Clark on this new episode. How are you doing, Clark? Doing great. God, we didn't even get an intro this time. God, we are we are really rapid firing with this one this out of the afternoon. So definitely stoked to get into a, a lot of great things going on in the world of sports, as always. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I the reason I didn't press on is because I mm. just pressed live, and it says mm. we've been live for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what that means. So uh, hopefully that's not true or else they've just sat there and watched us discuss, uh, your exercise class you're going to be going to later. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. But, uh, let's start off with, let's start off talking about black Monday a little bit. Mm. So uh, for those listening, we don't have a ton of time. Uh, we're just on here for like a 25 minute quick episode. It's a quick one, quick one. And, uh, let's start off with the most recent news, which is Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is being retained by the Dallas Cowboys. And Clark, what do you think about that? All right, look, so it's not the most shocking thing in the world. I think it's hard to fire him to an extent because of how much was it truly his fault. I guess it's an evenly dispersed blame. Maybe you give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, This is my objective mind, maybe to a sense speaking. That said... If I was Dallas, I would have fired him. I don't really see that there's a reasonable excuse to keep him. Uh, I think I read a stat after they had lost that the Cowboys are the first team to have three straight 12-win seasons and to fail to make it to the NFC Championship game or a championship game in general in either conference once. So, plus the roster's too good. I know Dak played terribly, but... I don't really see the reason in keeping him. I guess you could make the argument that, all right, they are winning games. It's not like the regular season went completely off the wheels, but it did in the postseason. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The Cowboys, a lot of people kind of cost themselves on that game. Dak, definitely, if there was ever a small shot at MVP, that's gone. Um, Dan Quinn, not a great look for a guy who's about to be maybe a head coaching candidate here for your defense, which is what you do to get embarrassed by a very, very, very historically young Packers offense at home, by the way. Yeah. So what do you think of Dan Quinn's candidacy now? Like would that, would that give you a little bit of a drawback or does that change anything for you? What, what do you think? I mean, here's my thing that I always think is hard with guys like Dan Quinn, who it's the second time around for him in terms of being a head coach candidate. I think Dan Quinn's definitely a guy that's benefited super hard from a very talented defense. Granted, you have to scheme a defense, which he's proven to do well. But I also feel like the prototype of coach that he is, which is almost like a CEO sort of coach and a defensive-minded coach, is being phased out to an extent, if that makes sense. So I don't really think he becomes... He wasn't the hottest candidate in my mind going out of it. But after this performance, I feel like it drops even further. I would be almost a little bit surprised if he is made a head coach going into one of these teams that has a vacancy. Uh, I mean, the one that makes the most sense is obviously Seattle because the connection is, uh, it makes sense. But does but that push it, the needle for Seattle? I don't know. I I just don't know. I don't know what kind of change they're trying to make. Just like we argued with the Patriots. We were kind of like, hey, you got to go somewhere completely different than the Belichick tree. Yes. And they kind of just went with what they're comfortable with. I mean, which it was is yeah. Yeah. I would have thought they'd gone variable, but that's yeah. England, I guess. They didn't have to interview anyone. They didn't have to really no. pay any extra money. Like is easy said than done. They're the first ones with head coaches. Which I guess um, 
is fine to an extent, but I also feel like as an organization, I, I mean, I shouldn't judge Mayo because I don't know what kind of coach he's going to be, but I just don't know if hiring internally from a staff that hasn't really had a lot of success at all since Brady left is the smartest decision. It feels more of a lateral move than it does a step forward, but I hopefully I'm wrong. Gerard Mayo could be a great coach for all I know. Yeah. I mean, they have the number three pick, so obviously they're going to probably get a quarterback. And if they don't, they should probably be fired into the sun. You would think. Um, but, I mean, the other thing is we'll talk about draft in the future. I just don't really know if there's a third quarterback worth taking at three, to be honest. Not at all. There's definitely not. I don't think. Like, uh, as much as I think the Patriots have to get a quarterback, I do not think Jaden Daniels is worth the third pick. Jaden Daniels is not certainly, in my mind, worth the third overall pick. Michael Penix is not. Um, no. And then Bo Nix. Uh, you going to take Bo, Bo Nix? is not. J.J. McCarthy's not. Really, after May and Williams, the rest of the quarterbacks in the class, I feel like are candidates to more likely get a GM fired than they are to get them a raise or, you know, any other form of promotion. I would tend to agree. But the that, that Patriots third pick is going to be the most interesting because I think maybe you could see Marvin Harrison going off the board and them convincing themselves like, well, there's four guys. One will probably be there in round two. Let's just take one in round two and give him an elite weapon. Yeah. But but even still, I I don't know. I'll go on record right now. Whoever is the GM that drafts J.J. McCarthy is the one that gets fired first. <laughs> He's going to cost someone his job. Maybe I'm well, wrong. What if they take him in like round three? Like what if he That's actually different. falls? But I think someone's going to gonna take value. him. I genuinely think someone's going to take him in round one. I mean, I agree with you. The hype around it is which is a insane. huge error. I mean, there's all these teams that like there's reports coming out that teams are trying to bribe Harbaugh away from the Chargers by being like, "We'll draft McCarthy in the first round." I I kind of doubt that's of, even a selling point for him, but I couldn't imagine. I just feel like it's sort of almost, and this is a transition briefly to college sports, but it's sort of a sad indictment that JJ McCarthy is a national champion in my eyes. I mean, the guy completed 10 passes in the national championship game. I don't, I didn't watch anything about him that was like, that's an inspiring national championship level quarterback. It's not at all in my head. Yeah. Uh, I don't like McCarthy. I don't no. get, I don't get why you draft him, to be honest. Like, I think he, he does have a big arm on paper. Like, yeah. He has, it's just, and he's an athletic kid. But it feels like he's getting this first round grade off of basically nothing. And I feel like even if you're going to pair to a guy like last year, like Will Levis, I could wrap my mind around getting a first round grade to an extent. And he didn't even go in the first round. But no. somehow I'm supposed to believe that J.J. McCarthy, who I think statistically and on tape wise was not at any point in more impressive than Levis was a second rounder. So... I don't know. Maybe the hype's just high right now, but McCarthy being a first rounder would be insane. I mean, everyone goes back to the record and it's like, I mean, yeah. Did went, you see that team that Michigan had? The, I mean, I that mean, defense is great. The running game was fantastic. The offensive line was one of the best, if not the best in the country. I mean, so it's funny. We, we talked about it a couple weeks ago about the like graphic of like, could Colorado beat the 20, 2019, 2020 LSU 2019 Tigers? LSU Tigers yeah. yeah. I, I actually think there's a legitimate conversation that this Michigan team could have beat that LSU team to a certain extent. I don't think they would have, but 
I think when you're measuring up teams, like there's a real conversation there. I, I mean, you can have a real conversation about anything if you'd like. I still think LSU would win that game. And it, I think they would win that game by three touchdowns. I don't, I mean, maybe I, I don't think so. Just because of the way that college football is played. Like, I'm just I mean, saying, the I think Michigan. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase had people questioning whether or not AJ Terrell was actually a good corner prospect after that game. Yeah. So did I Justin mean, Jefferson. No, they're, they're both very, very good. And I mean, it's it would be close. It wouldn't be like, be you know, it wouldn't be a you know, 30 point game. It 21 points is what I'd put the spread at. I mean, we'd see, uh, definitely be closer than Colorado yeah. and LSU. What? Yeah. I mean, that was the stupidest graphic ever made. Um, yeah. So let's talk about some of the other teams. So obviously yeah. Dallas just fell apart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you watched ESPN at all this weekend, they talked about it for nine plus hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only topic of conversation. Um, so let's talk about some of the other stuff that people aren't talking about. And, it's really sad that this isn't being talked about, and it needs to. What about Detroit getting its first playoff win in 32 years? You know, uh, as someone who's a Detroit resident briefly and was living in the city when they went 0-16, I have seen the lowest of lows for the Detroit Lions organization. But as you pointed out, they certainly deserve their flowers, specifically Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. Even though Goff didn't play great, Um, for getting that win and it being a very cool moment for the city of Detroit. Um, I think it's also somewhat apropos or poetic, if you'd like to call it, that it was against Matthew Stafford. I mean, Stafford gets his Super Bowl after all those years in Detroit. They let him go and chase the ring. He gets it. And not that Stafford returns a failure because he played great in that game, truthfully. But he's the guy that Goff, the person who was sent to Detroit, to essentially what it felt like fail is the guy that beat Stafford, the former longtime line. I don't know. It was kind of a cool collection of storylines coming together. And I'm very happy to see the Lions get that win. I think it's an organization that has suffered through a very long time and has finally found an identity, I feel like, and has really made an extra commitment to winning and looks like an organization that moving forward is stable, which I don't know if you could say about the Detroit Lions for a very long time. And now it feels like they are. Yeah, I mean, huge win for Detroit. And just as you said, I, I think the Lions deserve a ton of credit. Or not the Lions, the, the Rams deserve a ton of credit. Even though mm-hmm. they lost, they should have not been in that position no. What's even to start with, mm-hmm. um, with the way that their season started in the roster that they had. I mean, not a lot of people know this, but the Rams had 12 rookies in their starting yes. lineup, which is insane. Teams don't even have that many picks, and yet they're starting that many players. And for them to be there and almost beat Detroit, yep, um, is a huge, huge, huge for the Rams, and I think is going to build a lot of momentum in the next season because with the way they're drafting and these guys that are going to develop, they're going to add good players next year too. Definitely. So, um, and Matthew Stafford, again, not a lot of people are talking about it, but he was the best quarterback of Wild Card Weekend, without and- a doubt. I mean. Love and Stroud had great games, but I still think, yeah, what Stafford did, although Stafford apparently got knocked out just cold in the middle of the game, which yeah. only showed 
concussion protocol is an absolute joke because I think he spent about five minutes in the blue medical tent. He did. And after then he his eyes rolled into the back of his head. So the NFL, that's great job on your guys' part yet again. But no, Stafford played out of his mind. And I think what has been sort of nice seeing Stafford in LA, even though he beat my Bengals in the Super Bowl, and that's very difficult for me to even still think about. Um, it has been nice to see him get more of the recognition that I feel like he's truthfully deserved for a very long time. Because I feel like this level, of course, he's elevated it to another extent. I think it is time in Los Angeles, and especially this year. Um, he's a guy who I thought should have been a Hall of Famer, but after the Super Bowl is definitely a Hall of Famer, I think, at this point. Even though he doesn't have an MVP, his stats are going to be up there with some of the best. And again, he has the Super Bowl ring. So it's kind of nice to see him get some extra attention and some flowers, if you will, thrown his way. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so before we move on to our next thing, and we'll talk about some more teams, I want to play a little bit of a game mm. of is this player better than this person? Mm. So who we're going to do CJ Stroud edition. Oh. Because CJ Stroud entered into the into his first playoffs mm -hmm. blew out the Browns blew out. Great to uh, see. Loved, loved every second of that, had, by the way, had two fifty in the first half, three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Honestly, if they didn't slow down, it would have been a lot worse. Probably could have been 60 if they wanted it. Yeah. They, he was slinging it. So yep. let's play a little bit of a game of is Stroud better than, and where we're going to start is over with Dallas, which mm -hmm. is Dak Prescott. God, that's so tough. Because I I do still truthfully like Dak. And it's hard because Stroud feels like saying recency bias. But I also know what I've seen from Stroud all season. And there's throws sometimes that I have seen him make that I don't ever think I've seen Dak make. And I think in year one, Stroud has almost shown me as much clutch, as much you know impressive throws on tape than I've seen as Dak. Plus, he's younger, the contract's better. So I personally would take C.J. Stroud at this point. Again, that feels like recency bias, even myself saying that, but I'm going to take C.J. Stroud. Take the contracts out of it. Let's not Take the let's contracts not out of it. I you. still would take C.J. Stroud, I think. I, yeah. I think he worked with less weaponry. I think, again, Collins and Dell were great, but let's not act like Dell wasn't a rookie this year and wasn't a third-round pick. And Collins, a lot of you people won't admit it, but you didn't know who he was before the start of the year. Only people who truly know ball, such as myself, knew who he was entering in. So, uh, no, I think Stroud would be the guy that I would take. Next, what about Jalen Hurts? Is C.J. Stroud better than Jalen Hurts? I think, yeah. I, I think C.J. Stroud is a guy who I think right is better than Jalen Hurts. And it's crazy to think because, I mean, Jalen Hurts just had a really bad year. Yeah. And it was sort of like inexcusable to an extent. I mean, I know he lost his coordinator, but he had a bunch of weapons and he still had Sirianni as his head coach and he still had a great offensive line. And that the second half of the season was just laying egg after egg after egg. And he had a huge hand in it. And then you see in the playoffs, okay, you don't have AJ Brown. You still have Devontae at Smith though. You still have Dallas Goddard. You still have a good run game and you get embarrassed by the bucks. And that sack in the end zone for a safety was atrocious. So yeah, I yeah. take Stroud over Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that sack was 
horrific. Uh, that was I mean, one of the worst like plays. Do in Madden was just run backwards into the end zone and take a 15 yard sack. So yeah, with no plan of what he was going to do with the ball. Yes. Um, this one might be easy. We'll see. Is CJ Stroud better than Brock Purdy? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I look Brock's. I don't want to sound disrespectful to Brock because I am a guy who does still inherently like Brock, but CJ Stroud is much better than Brock Purdy. I think if you switch the situations, which to me is always a very big indicator for some reason, there would be a massive difference in the play of Brock Purdy in Houston than CJ Stroud currently in Houston. I, there's also just throws that Stroud makes, his progressions, um, his playmaking ability is leaps and bounds in my, better, in my mind better than Purdy. So. Is CJ Stroud better than Trevor Lawrence? God. Oh. It's hard to ignore the Trevor Lawrence downfall at this point. Yeah. Oh. And the thing is, is that Lawrence is really bad year one, but I chalk it up to a really bad coach in Urban Meyer. And then he wasn't that great the first half of his second season, but then he had a God tier run in the second half. And then played well enough in the first half of the season. Then the wheels came completely off. He only has one playoff win. I don't know if but Stroud already has one too. And the Jaguars schedule was shitty this year. And Lawrence does have a great arm. And he has so many great physical attributes. But for some reason, it hasn't clicked yet. So if you're asking me who I would take, I'm going to take Stroud again. Which sounds crazy to say in some ways. And maybe, again, it's recency bias, and I can change my mind in a week from now, but I really still think C.J. Stroud might be better than him. What about Matt Stafford? Is C.J. Stroud better than Matt Stafford? No. Mm -mm. See, I would take Matthew Stafford over C.J. Stroud. And I know people will be like, that's crazy. But again, if we're just talking right now, the contracts are out of it. I really think Stafford played as the second-best quarterback, if not the best quarterback in the NFL this year. I know Lamar's going to win MVP, and Lamar played great quarterback this year. But Stafford did some stuff that was just like heat check throw after heat check throw. Unbelievable stuff that you only see or people have only ever attributed to guys like Rodgers or Mahomes making that he made regularly. So I think, yes, yeah, Stafford, I would take over Stroud. Yeah, um, I mean, we can get into like the Herberts and the Burrows and all that kind of stuff, but I think we're all we know where we're going to go. Yeah, I, again, I think guys. Stroud's on the rise. He's he's a guy who I yeah. could see after next season, you sit somewhere in the top five to three, depending on the kind of year that he has. But I don't think there's any reasonable argument or reasonable person that can make a statement that like, oh, Stroud's better than Herbert or better than Burrow or better than Allen or better than Mahomes. Like that's where I'll draw the line with him, in my mind. Yeah, I agree. He's definitively or Jackson, in the top right? 10. I love Lamar Jackson out of there too, but Lamar Jackson is another guy. You can't, those five guys, I will not, you can have a conversation, but I won't be convinced. I agree. I mean, Stroud was incredible this year, and we'll see how far they go. Like, if yeah, he somehow makes it to the Super Bowl, then we might have a different. If he does make it to the Super Bowl, then yes, we have to have a different conversation. But that remains to be seen. He's got a big test so, in Arrowhead this weekend. So let's talk about it. Let Let's predict next week's games. I'm um, sorry, not Arrowhead, but my bad. Yeah, it's. No, he's going to Baltimore. Yeah. So we're going to go through the NFL playoff schedule and let's do a little bit of predictions of how we see the division round going. Now, mm. uh, the wild card round didn't go exactly how I thought it would, to be honest. I thought there'd be more upsets. Um, sort of a boring slate of games, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, there was only one good game. Everything yeah. else was a blowout. 
Um, but let's talk about it. So our yeah. first matchup is obviously the Houston Texans going to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So who walks away? If you were betting on it, what do you think? Which way would you go on the spread? Where are you sitting on it? Well, do you have the spread up for me right now by chance? Yeah, uh, let, let me yeah. get it up for you. But who do you think is going to win? Let's start off. Yeah, with so winning money. that game, I mean, as much as part of me wants to say, oh, the Texans keep this thing rolling, because the Texans in some ways do have the same aura around them as the 21 Cincinnati Bengals, I feel like, did, where there's just complete turnaround and they're looking great. And to keep on that point of maybe why being enticed by the Texans is that as much as I love Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, the Ravens have had a historical issue here the last couple of years of winning in the playoffs. That said, the defense for Baltimore is fantastic. Lamar has the most weaponry he's had in his entire career, and he's clearly showing it. So I think, yeah, Baltimore is a guy I would take in this situation. So I'll I'll go with the one seed. I don't know what the spread is, but... Oh, Ethan's frozen now. The spread, I had to guess the spread, though. Six and a half points. That's what my saying would be. He might be gone, folks. It might be just me. I don't know if you can hear me or not. I don't know where my phone is either. Maybe he's trying to call me. Let's see what we can figure out here. It's just me now. So let me just pull up the spread line here in case we have to figure it out since it's a one-man show now. Ethan's Wi-Fi apparently runs on a uh, water mill. But anyway, so if we're looking at spread lines right now, we got the Ravens at minus nine and a half. Yeah, I take Texans plus nine on the spread. Um, I think it's a very large number to be giving a team on the road. So, yeah, I take Texans plus nine if that was a question as Ethan checks back in. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, when I yeah. went to go look at spread, uh, I accidentally hit. Oh, I got them on my phone now. So don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, um, so, yeah, let's move on to our next. So you pick. I take. I said the Ravens would win the game outright in my mind, but I think if you're taking a spread look, I would take Texans plus nine. Yeah, I, I think the I think the spread is a little too big here. I think it's going to be a one score um, game. Yeah, but I think Baltimore will pull it out. Yeah. Baltimore's defense is just. I mean, it will be interesting to see how Stroud does against Baltimore's defense because yeah. Baltimore they played week one. I mean, it's been a long time since we long won, time. Though. Yeah. So, for both defenses. I mean, because the Ravens were under a new defensive coordinator then, and obviously the Texans had a work. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a lot, so we'll see. I mean, again, I think there is an underrated aspect of the Texans head coaches, D'Amico Ryans, and I'm sure he has a ton of input. I don't know. If, I forget if he's calling plays in the defensive end for the Texans, but that's about as good as it gets for a defensive play caller or schemer. So let's move over to – let's go to the next AFC game, and let's talk about the Bills and Chiefs. Right now, uh, I don't know if the line's moved, but the Bills were two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, so the Bills are currently three-point favorites. I'm going to take Buffalo at home. Uh, I think they'll cover, too. Uh, Kansas City did win last week, but Kansas City, again, sort of underwhelmed in their performance itself. Plus, I feel like a lot of these matches that they've played, even in the playoffs, too, I believe, have been in Kansas City. So I think Buffalo gets it done at home. I think it's going to be close, but I think Buffalo ends up covering and winning the game outright. That's I just agree. Me. I think this is the end of the, uh, the little Chiefs run here. Well, besides, this is also Patrick Mahomes' first divi- game. Uh, playoff game on the road. I feel like yeah. a lot of people forget about that, that he's never had to play a road playoff game. Agreed. Um, so, it'll also be the battle of more popular girlfriends, and more famous, I should say. 
Haley Seinfeld, Josh Allen versus Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's true. I think Kylie Juszczyk could probably go crazy on her fits that she's providing this week. I bet she's back for both of those two. That's my sneaky pick of the week. I think Kylie Juszczyk provides another jacket for Taylor Swift, and she also gets one out there for Haley Seinfeld. Just saying. That's a pretty good guess. I mean, I think it's going to happen. So many followers. Oh, my God. I mean, how could she not? Those were actually, again. They were really nice. They were sick looking. I was like, dude, if I had the money or if I was in that tax bracket, yeah, I would be paying for one of those. She made one for the dude that played, uh, what the hell is his name? Jacob in uh, yeah, Twilight. In Twilight. That was sweet looking. I was like, again, if I could afford something like that, I would love that. That would be awesome. So, yeah, good for Kylie Juszczyk. Great day for her. Also, Great uh, boyfriend alert there, fiance of Kyle Juszczyk, like commenting underneath every single post about it. Yeah. Like, made by my wife, Kylie Juszczyk. Like, boy, Way to go. So good for her. But I think, yeah, Haley Seinfeld will have one. And I think Taylor Swift might have another one. So who knows? All right. So let's go over to the NFC. Let's mm-hmm. talk uh, Packers and 49ers. And from what I remember, I think the 49ers are 10 and a half point favorites. So I'll tell you right now, take that 10 and a half for the Packers. And I'm going to tell you right now something else. You take Packers money line because I think the Packers are going to win this game. That's my really thing. wait. Really? I think, Green, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game. And that's uh, wait. No, I'm going to stick with it. I'm I the Packers have convinced me of something here. I think they win this game. I'm not sure as to why, but I think they're going to win this game. I just don't think their defense is good enough to stop. No, I don't think it is either. But I feel like this might be a game where Brock cracks again. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just have this weird gut feeling. The Packers, because the way this NFL playoff landscape has worked out at this point, is it feels like one of those seasons where a weird team is going to get in. And the Packers have found the way, which I think is super important, to get hot at the right time. And this team is scalding hot. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit buying too much of the Kool-Aid right now. But I think the Packers win this game. That's a yeah, crazy I, thing to say. I would take the under, but I'm not going to pick the Packers to win. I'll I'll take the Packers plus 10. That's a huge number to give me. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see uh, the Packers actually getting it done in San Francisco. We'll see. I, I could be wrong. It's a bit of a homecoming for Jordan Love, too. He's a Bakersfield kid, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, but I, I don't see it. But you've been on him. You've been on him. I have um, been on him. So I, I got to go here in a minute. So let's do our last prediction. Yes. Which uh, is not what I don't think anyone expected, which is the Lions and Bucks. Lions and um, Bucks. Yeah. So all that my thought on this is that I'm going to go with the Lions. I, I do think the Lions are going to win this game. Um, I think Baker Mayfield, we didn't really get a chance to touch on him at all, but great yeah. for Baker Mayfield. I think if you would have asked, if you would have asked, Two years ago, if Baker would ever play in a playoff game again, I think everyone would probably said no because he would completely nosedive his career at that point. It wasn't necessarily anything he'd done, just poor play. And now what's even crazier, I heard this stat, he has as many wins as Dak Prescott does in the playoffs right now. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, I knew That's Dak insane. was That's crazy to think. But anyway, kudos to Baker Mayfield for what I believe is going to be a career revival a little bit. Not to say he's going to become an elite quarterback, but... He's gotten himself a nice payday over there in Tampa. That said, I think the Motor City Kitties are just too much fun right now, man. Those Detroit Lions are a pesky crew. Dan Campbell is going to be going for it again. And I'm stoked they get another home playoff game in Detroit, especially 
after they kind of got screwed, not kind of screwed, they did get screwed against Dallas. They would have gotten them, I think, at this point, the home playoff game. So they get the second one that they deserve. But I think I would say Lions win outright, but Buccaneers cover. What's the spread right now? Six and a half. I actually think the Lions are going to kill them, to be honest. Oh, you think so? Well, maybe. I don't know. I The Buccaneers, maybe you're right. I I, I, I mean, like the Buc- Buc- I mean, the Eagles had opportunities to beat the Buccaneers and just kept yes, on they screwing did. it up over and over again. I just think this Buccaneers team is so flawed on so many levels. Oh, well, I mean, they are, but I, I just feel like they'll keep it close enough. I mean, it's we'll not like see. I, I, it's not like the Detroit defense is anything special. No. But. The big thing will uh, be the defensive line matchup between guy, a guy like Tristan Warps and Aiden Hutchinson. If Hutchinson can get to it, then it's going to be a big problem. All right. This, I got to go. So this is from the backseat. Uh, I'm your host, Ethan. And make sure oh, and I'm Clark. Oh, what a great little short episode here is today. Ethan's going to go get that workout class going. He's going yeah, with I Kelly. Got, so excited to I hear about go, it. I got to go on trading, mate. Uh, uh, can't yeah, wait. So this has, been, this has been from the backseat. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Uh, we will be back soon. We will Uh, talk to you later after the divisional round of the playoffs. Talk to you later, folks. Enjoy those playoffs.